0: What up? What up party people? As always, it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. And on today's episode, we're going to do things a bit differently. I recently sat down with executive leadership coach, David Strauss, to go through one of his workshops on how to identify your sole purpose. The idea here is to look very inward and figure out what motivates you on the most deepest level of yourself. And if you're new to the podcast, our mission here is twofold, to educate aspiring entrepreneurs by dissecting the come up stories of incredible humans, by extracting the golden nuggets that you can apply now, to better your life and second to have all my friends in life that are making moves to meet my other friends in life making moves to create one giant community of extraordinary people now let me give you a quick history on David David is an accomplished leadership and executive coach working with clients globally he began his coaching practice in 2011 with a focus on connecting heart thinking and head thinking after selling his first company to Amazon in 2008 he created and headed up the LA office of IMBD in 2013 he formed along with his partners his next company critical mass studios Inc which was later later acquired by Rightsline software. Today, Rightsline is the go-to SaaS platform for managing rights in the entertainment industry with clients ranging from Sony Pictures to Legendary Entertainment, Amazon, and AT&T. In 2016, Strauss began a professional transition from spending the majority of his time as CEO of CMS to focusing on coaching, leadership development, and speaking publicly on those subjects. David also invests in social entrepreneurial ventures and advises entrepreneurs on best practices for raising capital and building customer and shareholder value. Now, this was a fun exercise because David asked some pretty thought-provoking questions that made me view my life from a unique perspective. At times, I was honestly super frustrated with the exercise because it was very uncomfortable and the direction was somewhat vague, but David assured me that it is completely normal to feel that way. In this episode, we discuss how to identify your sole purpose in life, David's history with various companies he started, and how to shift your thinking to help you get from point A to point B and so much more. As always, you can watch this podcast live from the Len Jones studio on YouTube to experience all the various emotions of this exercise. And if you find this content valuable, we ask you to like, comment, and share the good vibes. Now, without further ado, episode 54, let's jump into it. Boom. We're live. David Strauss. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you, Ian? Living the dream. And I just got to give a quick shout out to our mutual friend, Anton, for officially introducing us. Totally. What yeah. an amazing human. Yeah, he's amazing. I love that guy. That whole community, that Dr. Joe Dispenza community, yeah. and all these law of attraction people that believe it, that speak it, the leadership development, it's so addicting.
1: He's doing great work. And uh, my wife and I and our kids and just we, we've enjoyed... You've enjoyed engaging and have met amazing people through that work, and Anton is certainly one of them. And so, big shout out to Anton
0: for putting us together. And it's great being here, Ian. Just really wonderful meeting you. Absolutely, and you are a force to be reckoned with. I know you were just talking about you're speaking on a stage in front of something like twelve thousand people. Not not twelve thousand, but you know what? Put that in the put that out in
1: the universe, and that'll happen, right? Yeah. It, it was tw- it was about twelve hundred, so it was cool. Yeah.
0: It's not yeah. that so empowering when you're just stepping out there and you're in front of people and you have their full intention just to be able to speak into them and see people's eyes light up? It's been fascinating for me and what's also been really
1: cool and I mentioned this that you know my my jump into social media has been relatively new for me you know I've had I've had. Uh, engagement in social media, but my real jump into it has been relatively new. And what's been so cool is to get uh, notifications from people, direct messages from people from all over the world who see something that I write, read something that I write, something that I say, and and engage with me on it. I had a woman in Argentina who had uh, read one of my posts and uh, sent me a note saying that her mom had died three months ago, and she was trying to come to terms with needing to bury the ashes. She had kept the ashes. And it was a very difficult decision for her. And something that I had said in one of my posts really touched her. And it, 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 it touched her in a moment while she was holding her mother's ashes and trying to figure out what to do. And she was able to figure out herself connect to her heart and decide what to do with it. And to get that kind of feedback, right, is really phenomenal. It's something that on the one hand, we look at social media and it's addictive, right? (laughs) It's like, it's bad and it's addictive and it's, um, it's something we need to be careful of. Right. Right. And on the other hand, Um, it's really a prelude, if that's the right word to, it's a taste of how connected we are and it's a taste of us understanding truly what's to come in terms of how we're going to be able to communicate, right? Because ultimately, you know, this will sound crazy for some people listening to this, right? Ultimately. We can communicate without that device in really deep ways and without verbally communicating as well. We have that ability just inherently in our body. And for those of our listeners who don't believe it, just like look at intuition. You walk into a room and you know, hey, that person feels a certain way. And that's a level of communication.
0: Well, there's a lot of people right now that are listening that are are currently entrepreneurs and they're people that are looking to step into their power. Some people are on the fence about becoming entrepreneurs. Some people are trying to just level up themselves. You have been someone that has seen the other side. You know, you've you've started a company, you've sold companies, you've, you know, you've had that whole vision, you've climbed that tower and you got over that tower and now you're on a whole new level. Can we talk about that climb? What was that like? So you, you worked A and then that took you to B. What was that journey? Right. So to be clear, you're asking me about like
1: the, the tangible climb, the steps, the, 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 the 3d climb, right? Because the real climb is an emotional climb. Got it. So I want to distinguish that. Okay. Okay. And, um, part of the conversation you and I talked about diving into was around identifying your sole purpose. Yeah. And I want, when we get to that conversation, that's the emotional climb. Okay. Right. Because when we get the emotional climb, the tangible climb, that just happens. It like, it can happen in one way for you and one way for me and one way for somebody else. And it's going to happen differently for each of us because we're individuals, right? We're different, but I'm going to still answer the question. I just want to make that distinction. Cool. Fantastic. Okay. So, um, after college, uh, having this experience, I realized, man, I got to go back to Budapest. So I applied for a Fulbright and I got it. And I went back and I spent a year there just studying the effects of Jewish, the political changes on Jewish identity. And when I was there and I saw people who weren't able to do what they were really passionate about doing in the world, um, I said to myself, man, I could do whatever I want. I could do whatever I want in the world. So um, uh, came back to Los Angeles and was accepted into a graduate program in film and dived into a film program, which was unbelievable because there I met my lifelong business partners in film school. And we started to make films together and we realized there needed to be a better way to get films out into the world. And, you know, this is before this is before YouTube when, when we started this. And we started a company called Without a Box. And the and the initial idea of this company was to really create value for independent filmmakers to be able to connect with their audiences. Right. And uh, we would tell our ideas to people and, you know, people thought we were crazy. Mm-hmm. And The first product was the connection between the independent filmmaker and the film festival. You're bridging that gap. We're bridging that gap, which is obvious today, but it wasn't obvious then. Yeah. Obvious to us, but not obvious to nine out of ten people, and it was a struggle. You know, we worked really hard, but we were successful, and we created a company and um, did some really good things for for independent filmmakers and for film festivals around the world. Like we helped film festivals really get a get a start because we were able to connect them with hundreds of thousands of independent filmmakers that they didn't know about because again this is before social media and this is before other ways of making that connection
0: so you had a pretty big w your first time going into business totally it was amazing which is rare i mean a lot of people get into startups and stuff i mean it's hard it's very it's totally hard for business
1: (laughs) but it wasn't easy
0: it wasn't like it happened overnight right right? like
1: even though from retrospect you could feel that way Mm -hmm. like you know we bootstrapped it we had to learn how to really create revenue Um, we were not you know, venture funded, um, we, we did it ourselves and many times had second and third
0: jobs and we're still making films ourselves. And, and then keeping that passion amongst co-founders is tough too, right? Like you're, you're working with two or three different people. And if one person's goal isn't completely aligned, it can screw up the whole vibe and everything. So that must've been pretty hard. Um, it's pretty amazing that you were able to stick with these people for so long on several different ventures,
1: man. So they're my brothers and, um, it's like getting married. Um, and you need to have really clear communication, really direct communication, really transparent communication. And luckily, um, I had uh, two people by my side that, you know, we were, we were each other's teachers. We were each other's students, friends, partners, and it was, uh, it was really uh, a blessing.
0: Amazing. Yeah.
1: So then where did CMS come from? Critical mass studios. Yeah. yeah. So we sold that company to Amazon and after working for Amazon for a while, um, realized that one of the things, um, we wanted to keep innovating and, and developing on our own. So we, we jumped and created a company called critical mass studios, which we had actually, um, had thought of while we were in the, in the first company. It was really an extension originally from what we wanted for the first company. And we um, took on a fourth partner, who's equally amazing. And he had been doing his own work in rights um, and had started to um, bring life back to a company called the rights line. And uh, at the time, uh, just needed a little bit more support. And we we created a foursome along with the team that He he had created for Rightsline, and um, created the an umbrella company called Critical Mass Studios with the idea that we were going to build more and more product for the critical mass, right? Of of filmmakers. And, uh, that company has also taken off and done pretty well.
0: So you acquired right line. line and they managed rights and they manage the rights in the entertainment industry. Correct.
1: We, uh, right manages the rights for the largest content owners all over the world. You know, Disney, the BBC, Sony, the that list must have been massive. It's amazing. How it's big amazing. was the team at that point at its height? So, uh, I, th- so it was the three of us. And then Rob and Rob had about maybe two or three people on the team when we all joined forces uh, so you know six seven people and then we built that up and, and today uh, th- today there's you know north of ninety five employees and, insane and it's great yeah and Rob's doing an amazing job he's the he's the
0: CEO of the company and in, in the first venture so you sold to Amazon yeah holy cow holy cow man you just kind of underplayed that you're like yeah 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 and we sold to Amazon and then I started that so yeah. Amazon I mean they're as big as they are now back then what was that like that experience. Was it just three or four guys at that time still? At Amazon? Before you sold to Amazon. No,
1: no, no. Do you mean my company? Mm -hmm. No, we had developed a nice size company and we sold to Amazon and Amazon at the, you know, at the moment of the sale rolled us into a company they already owned, which I'm sure all your listeners know about, but most people don't know it's an Amazon owned company. It's called IMDb. So. IMDb's, I think, first or second, Amazon's first or second acquisition back in 1998 was IMDb. So when they acquired us, they didn't. IMDb had no presence in LA. We were in LA, so we then built out what became
0: the IMDb footprint in Los Angeles. Amazing! They're massive. They're
1: amazing. Yeah, it's great. Great group of people.
0: That's a huge W, and it's really cool to have these early successes and then go on. Run a company, how has been your experience running companies? How do you what's your philosophy when running a company? I've learned a lot in that process uh,
1: and and I love the process. What I love most about running a company isn't just innovating for our customers, but it's also leadership development, right? eyeing people in the company and helping them really become who they want to be. whether that means, staying in the company or transitioning to something else. I mean my philosophy is is that we always have to be thinking how are we going to replace ourselves? Because imagine this, if your boss is always thinking how he's going to be replaced, it means there's always more and more opportunity for for you, right? And so it doesn't matter where you are in the company. It doesn't matter if you're Bill Gates. Bill Gates even found a way to replace himself, right? Like, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how big the company is. Sometimes you stay in the same role or the same position, but you're still replacing yourself. You're still growing, right? right? And if you have that mentality as a leader, right, that means everybody around you feels really strong and empowered and feels like they also have the ability to continue to be inspired, continue to grow and continue to step into what they want to step into.
0: So first and foremost, that's my philosophy. You right. know, how yeah. are you going to replace yourself? Seems like culture is really the backbone of, of who you are. It seems like you're very good at that. Because that's what makes people happy right if i'm working for a company i want to feel like i'm growing and participating and i'm doing something the day i feel like i'm not growing anymore is the day i feel underwhelmed i you know i don't feel happy you know luckily we have that with Trueface, and i'm so grateful for the team we're working with right now but just being in startups man like the leadership needs to be pushing that forward totally
1: yeah you know and and when we talk about culture but people don't really understand what's behind culture what's behind culture is awareness. What's behind being fulfilled in what you do in life is awareness because when we have awareness, we see when we're feeling contracted, when we have awareness, we see when we're feeling contracted, we understand when we're feeling expanded and when we're feeling expanded inside, we feel inspired and that's where we create from, and we, we feel contracted inside, then we're reacting to things out of a feeling of being small. And that's when things break down. They break down for us individually, they break down for us organizationally, right? That's when they could break down for us in, in our communities, and our families. And, and so one of the things that I love doing in the work that I'm doing now is really helping people identify their own awareness of who they are every moment of every moment.
0: This might segue into what we're about to discuss, but what do you look for in people when you're hiring, when you're looking to bring on the team? Is it brains? Is it into like, what are those things that you're looking for that like, you know what, this person can be molded. This person wants to grow. I want to invest my time because as everyone knows and listens, it's tough when you invest a ton of time into somebody and it doesn't pan out the way they look at it. And then you always look back, you're like, damn, I wish I could have. I yeah, wish, I wish, right? Because time's the most important you know, aspect that we have. What do you look for? So
1: let's take um one's educational ability and say, you know, someone needs to understand what they're doing, right? So we have we have that and that that needs to be there. Core. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes, you know, it's not always there, but if I see somebody can grow into it, then that's, that's great. What I'm really looking for is how accountable somebody is. Mm -hmm. How accountable do they understand that they have the ability to be not just 50% accountable, not just 80% accountable, but a hundred percent accountable, right? Do they have the ability to one day step into the role of the person they're going to report to and the person that person's reporting to? That doesn't mean that that's going to happen overnight, right? But how, accountable can they become and in order to be fully accountable you have to be really aware
0: definitely raising awareness that seems to be the tagline right there you're raising awareness you're raising consciousness and you're really promoting this entire new way of thinking about things dr joe all these guys and now you mentor ceos you mentor people on a much bigger level at what point did you decide you you sell this company you your cms is massive you're crushing it at what point you're like you know what man this company thing's great, but it's time for me to fly solo and, and, and start my speaking career my motivational, uh, speaking career and my leadership, all that. Uh,
1: I realized I wanted to jump into it after I sold the company to Amazon and it started to happen organically back then. Um, and, uh, and, and kind of just grew from that point on. Um, when I started the second company, I knew that I also wanted to do this. And then at a certain point, because I was with my same partners now in the second company, we all supported each other. It was just time for me to jump in in, and do this full time.
0: Nice. Well, let's, let's segue into this. Um, we're talking, we're talking heart thinking, we're talking head thinking. I would like to go through kind of the exercise that you do with CEOs to kind of help them fulfill their sole purpose.
1: Cool. I would love to do that with you. And, um, And and I want you to know I do it with a lot of people. You don't need to be the CEO to do it You just need to have desire to find your soul purpose, right? And uh, so you ready to do this Ian? yeah
0: for the listeners listening Think about everything he's asking you and think about asking and answering these questions yourself Apparently they're going to be very soulful very introspective So we're excited to see how this works. You guys are about to learn a lot about ian lenhart aka len jones
1: Thanks for being willing to do this in a public place, you know, it's, uh, um, uh, it, it's going to mean you're gonna have to kind of be willing to be vulnerable. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. So the exercise here is we're going to help you identify and articulate your soul's purpose, your soul purpose, S O U L. S O U L. Right. Soul purpose. And There are no right or wrong answers to the questions I'm going to ask you. And, you know, this process, Ian, sometimes takes a while, right? So sometimes people come to it really quickly, and sometimes I have multiple sessions over a period of time before somebody actually identifies it. The way you're going to know you've identified it is that it's going to, like, light you up inside. It's going to create this inspiration inside of you. It's going to really touch you. You know what I mean? Right. That's how you're going to know you identified it. Um and once you identify it, you could always continue to expand it. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute as well. Cool. So we're just gonna start, right? Yeah. Dive in. All right. If I were to say to you right now, what's your soul's purpose? What would you write down? My soul's purpose. Your soul purpose. And listen, you could have a hundred iterations of this. Just what would your first one be? To make people feel good. Great. So write that down. All right. So you're writing down to make people feel good. Yeah. All right. Now write this sentence down. I am. I am. And then leave a space. That. And then leave a space. And for the purpose of just getting the first iteration, we're going to use the structure of this sentence. I'm the blank that blanks. But once we once we get there, it doesn't matter. You could You could format the sentence in any way you want. Okay. Let's do another version of this. The okay. first one was, I am a person that makes people feel good, right?
0: I am a person that makes people feel is good. Is that,
1: well, to make people feel good. So what's the next one?
0: Another purpose An- thing?
1: Another iteration of this. I'm the blank that blanks. Uh,
0: I am the person that gives without looking to receive.
1: Great. Write that down. You want to write down any others?
0: Why are you here? Oh. Right. Well, Simple I don't know. question. I don't know. <laughs> My parents had a crazy night, and uh, <laughs> next thing you know, the Jones is out here nine months later, like, peekaboo. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know exactly because, you know, we are floating on a giant rock amidst time and space and new science is forgoing all old religions and a lot of things that people have seen and just new things are changing every day. So I think that's a question we're always asking. But I do know I am most happy when I'm surrounded by people that I love, my friends, my just people that make me feel like I can truly be myself and just laughing, having fun. And from a lot of people I talk to, it seems like that seems to be a lot of others as well. Yeah. Cool.
1: So I'm going to ask you some more questions. All right. Let's do it. Okay. You have pixie dust and you could put the pixie dust, sprinkle it on everyone in the world. And when you do, everyone feels a certain way. How do they feel when you sprinkle that pixie dust on
0: them? I want to say good, but that's like a lame answer. I guess I want them to feel stoked. All right. So write down good and stoked and stoked and passionate about life because that's the coolest thing yeah 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 yeah
1: you should all ask yourselves you know if you have pixie dust and you sprinkle it on everyone in the world how do you want them to feel
0: how you gonna feel people (laughs) how you gonna feel we got the dust fairy over here
1: (laughs) um why do you want them to feel stoked
0: what does that do it just makes me, uh, just lights me up. It lights you up. Yeah. Okay. So write down, lights you up when they feel stoked. I mean, I, I feel like the word stoked is like a, you know, a surfer term, like, like, oh, yeah stoked. But I think it encompasses a lot of people. I mean, you're truly stoked on life. You're not thinking about your current pain. You're not thinking about tasks that are due. You're just in the moment of pure enjoyment yeah you know like if you meet some girl you're into or some guy all of a sudden you're like wow the center of your universe also you're just you're pointed at one thing when you're goal oriented and focused on achieving one thing that's the most exciting feeling in the world like starting a business or starting a direct sales company and like being so into it or building a brand and just being putting yourself out there in front of the world that's i think is is tough
1: and that's something i struggle with The words we choose are actually less important than how the words make us feel. Mm. So when we actually land on your sole purpose, I'm going to know we're there and you're going to know we're there because of how it makes you feel. Do I have your permission to push you in this conversation? I mean, like metaphorically.
0: Yeah, you can push me in reality too. All right.
1: Do do I have permission to interrupt you? Yes. All right. You have permission to push me. You have permission to interrupt me. Fair enough. Okay. Roger. Do, would... If I say something and it doesn't land, will you you debate me on it? I do it anyway. Okay. Because I need to know that it's a safe place for us to have this conversation and for me to really dive in and I want you to be able to debate me. Is that cool?
0: Safe place.
1: Cool. Okay. Good.
0: Just two humans figuring out life.
1: I also, I'm going to throw this out that I tell all my clients, listen to this. I'm never, ever going to say anything to you that you don't already know. Okay. But- I may say something you haven't thought of yet recently or even in this lifetime. But if I say something that you haven't thought of in this lifetime and it lands for you, it tell means, you, no, it means that you already know it. How does that land for you?
0: It seems like you, uh, you're, you're a time traveler.
1: <laughs> no, but take this in for a second. If I say something to you that you haven't thought of yet in this lifetime and it lands for you, Like you feel it like, oh yeah, it makes sense when I say it. That means you already know it.
0: Got it. So basically it's been floating there. It's been there the whole time. And because I felt it, it's actually been there the whole time.
1: It means it's already inside of you. What I'm saying to you right now, have you thought of this concept before?
0: Of of landing? No, I haven't thought about that concept.
1: Have you thought about the fact that if somebody says something to you that you may not already know, That you may not have thought of, but if it lands, it, it means you already know it. Have you thought of that concept before? No. No. Okay. So take this in for a second. Does this land for you? What I'm saying that it's inside of you. If it, if it feels right, it's already inside of you. Totally. Totally. So this is an example of that statement, right? So you, right. You get that, right? Okay. Okay. Cause if you didn't, I'd want you to debate me on it because it's through the debate that it'll end up landing, and then it will end up landing for everybody watching.
0: So basically the way I, I'm foreseeing that is you're basically unlocking, you're, you're telling me something that's making me have a realization that's connecting the dots in my brain. And because it's connecting the dots and I come to a realization, because I connected those dots, that realization has already been there from the beginning because it lived in the in the universe. It lived inside of you. It and, was I, already and I inside am a of you. part of all of this.
1: Sure. You can, you can say it in those terms and that's cool. And, and we could have a spiritual conversation about it. And those people may say it in those terms and I'm down with it, but I'm just being even more concrete. Is that how you
0: explain it though? The way I explained it, is that kind of ish it?
1: I explain it differently for everyone because everybody comes to me differently with wanting to clarify it. Right. And so I have to.
0: The way I'm looking at it is everything's there. It's all linked. But you're, what you're doing is giving me directions to figure. Just put it together.
1: Yeah. If it if you feel it inside of you, it has to be inside of you. I'm not putting. When you love somebody, oh. I don't. That person you love doesn't put love inside of you. It awakes the love inside of you. Got
0: it. So Sky, if I never knew Sky, and the first time I meet Sky, he's my homie. i be like, I love this guy. He's one of my best friends. We must have been homies forever.
1: The- that love, the feeling of the love is inside of you, right? He's triggering it. Okay. Okay. But it's inside of you. If you meet somebody who's, who, who's triggering anger inside of you, that anger is inside of you, right? That person's triggering it. Got it. Right. And if we understand that, then we, then we get to have full and complete accountability over all, everything that we do and all of our feelings all the time. It can no longer be about what somebody's doing to me.
0: So you're putting, you're empowering people to take control of every feeling they feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. And I subscribe to that.
1: And what this tool does, this sole purpose tool, right? It's a tool. And when we identify it, it lights you up inside. Okay. And so it becomes a tool to use whenever you're feeling not lit up. Because imagine if you could go throughout your day making decisions, really understanding what you're most inspired place inside of you is and understanding what that true compass is inside of you
0: so if i'm in a dark position i wake up i get three hours of sleep i have an mri this morning at 8 a.m which is all true yeah and i'm not completely stoked but i can use this exercise to find that deep feeling of pure joy excitement and happiness just by doing this exercise totally yeah
1: how are you feeling right now because of the mri
0: Feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah, no, I, I was very claustrophobic the second time because mm-hmm. it was like full body. It was my lower back. I basically, for people that don't know, I've been sciatica. They found a bulging disc, six millimeter bulging disc, which can be a cause of that. But I did all the other things, epidural shots, physical therapy, um, spinal decompression. None of it's working. It's only getting worse. So my belief is that there's something else going on. So today I got a third MRI I'm a pelvic reason region, but it was, it was great. Actually. I I met someone who actually subscribed to the podcast. Cool. (laughs) You got a new subscriber in the MRI. office. He was a homie. Yeah. Great guy. Cool. Cool. But you mentioned something about humming. Oh man. Oh, you want to hear that story?
1: Yeah. All right. So, um, I, uh, I had to do an MRI several years back and, uh, um, I'm not somebody that would normally hum like while I'm driving. Like it's not, my thing i'll listen to music I sometimes might sing you know off key to the, whatever i'm listening to but anyway i get in the car and i just had this immense sensation to find a vibrational tone in my body and let it out and i'm driving right after this mri and it just starts coming out and i'm humming while i'm driving and i'm like oh my god i'm glow- the windows closed this is this is This is crazy because it feels spontaneous. It doesn't feel like I'm making it happen. And I am just letting this, this sound out. And I was on pitch. I was on key, whatever it was, it was like coming out of my body. And for me, it felt like I was taking whatever that MRI was putting inside of me right? That energy, like, this is crazy. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I don't know if what I'm saying is true. I'm just giving you my perspective on it, right? But I felt like whatever was going inside my body during the MRI, right, was um, being released with about 20 minutes of this vibrational tone that was coming through my Entire body through
0: my throat. So you never out. read about this that this is a thing to anyone else. This is a one hundred percent a personal discovery by you. Yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know if this is the thing. All I don't right. know. I may be <laughs> like
1: this is just like something that I did and I felt a release while I was doing
0: it. And I don't know. Who knows? Every good idea starts with one person having <laughs> having an intuition. So I'll definitely look into doing that. We'll get some humming going down later. I've, I'm, I'm scared that Buy You a Drink by T-Pain will be the song that shows up. I have listened to it too much. But uh, yeah, but let's get back to it. So sole okay, purpose. Cool.
1: Yeah. So you're in a time machine. Okay. All right. And you could take that time machine anywhere in the known or unknown universe. You could take it to Montana or you could take it to Mars. You could take it forward in time, back in time. It doesn't matter. You're in a time machine. Where do you choose to take that time machine? And what I want to know is what I want you to write down here is, what are the characteristics
0: of where that time machine takes you well i would something that excites me is technology it's evolving at constant pace there's so much exciting things going out there you skip one year and you've missed out on so much so i assume 10 15 20 years from now elon musk is going to be you know making us be flying cars we're going to be underground civilizations we're going to be breathing underwater with magic gills out of our ears so I would like to go in the future, but in a world where humans didn't completely ruin it through time, like through climate change.
1: Cool. So write down right now, just the characteristics of where, let's see where Ian's going to take the time machine. What are the characteristics of where he chooses to take that time machine?
0: All right. Well, coral reefs, beautiful, so gorgeous right there, coral cool. reefs, coral reefs. We're going to have coral reefs gone. We're going to have macaws, beautiful, mm-hmm. like two like tou- toucan sam macaws cool. beautiful animals mm-hmm. that stuff gets me so excited just the beauty that nature has created in terms of colors lots of color lots of um, trees lots of foliage whole s- succulent farms just very good I'm, I'm just picturing this beautiful world with nice waterfalls that land into hot tubs and you can just go in and you're getting in this hot tub and it's warm it's nice you don't have to pay five thousand dollars for it it's nature's providing it just a Complete recovery zone is what I'm picturing. Great cool. That was all nature related yeah is that's that what great. I was supposed to do? Yeah, it, there's no
1: supposed to. It's just you explaining what it is for you. other people might say I want to be in a room with you know X, y and Z in the room or whatever it is. like it, your answer's perfect.
0: I mean, if you wanted me to go deeper into that, I'm thinking I'm in a room with okay. all of my my future family multiple. You may not be in a room, you might be in nature with your future family. Yeah, like Tarzan yeah. and Jane action going on. But we have cell phone service. Cool. All
1: right, you're 120 years old and you're on the porch of your home. And that porch is exactly where you want it to be. People from throughout your life are coming to you to thank you for something. What are they thanking you for?
0: Write that down. What are they thanking you for? Dinner. Because I'm all about like something personally for me. I, I love this. I do this right now. I have dinner parties. We're all invite 20, 25. Yeah, we're getting up there. We're trying to expand our, our boundaries, but... I invite people over and I make complete dinner. I don't ask people to bring anything. You know, you drop 200 bucks on dinner, but you make a bomb dinner, chicken parm, everything which you you can imagine. It's only BYOB for the future because that stuff's expensive. Do I get an invite to that now that I'm on your podcast? A hundred percent. Okay, cool, man. And I'll tell you about the future future of another reason behind this podcast, which is also to link myself up with amazing people to one day be able to have an event where I connect all the best people in my life. That gets me so excited. Cool. You love connecting people. I love connecting people. Cool. And that's the goal of this podcast for everyone listening. You hear one of these listeners, you hear David, and you want to connect with David. Boom. There's the connect. Now go build something amazing and then tell me about it over some chicken parm one day. Cool. Okay. Um, next question. Okay. You have access to a billboard and you can put anything
1: you want on that billboard for the world to see. More people see this billboard than any other billboard in the world. You can put a picture, you can put a word, you can put a sentence a paragraph, a drawing, what do you put on the billboard?
0: A hundred percent, I put down the phrase, it's a damn good day to have a damn good day. But I want to be known as somebody that didn't have it easy and had to struggle, just like every, everyone else going through struggles. When a manager, let's say when a, a VP at a, at a company wants
1: to hire somebody, right, into a director's role and they look at who their team is, They're not going to look at a manager and say to the manager, I want you to start being a director and therefore I'm going to make you the director. A good leader is going to look at which manager is already performing as a director and then they're going to say, hey man, you're the director. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like when you start to already be who it is you want to be, then all of a sudden that's how everybody sees you. Does that make sense? 100%. Okay. That that idea that we're actually creating for ourselves every moment of every moment, just by being, just by feeling, well, being is actually a connection between what we think and what we feel, right? Okay. So when you say, and I want you to just listen to yourself saying it, and if you tell me you don't feel it, that's cool. but. When you say, I want to be known as somebody that can stay happy in, even in the face of, of struggle and that I've, that I like have a badge of honor that I've had struggle. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's the same thing as the manager who's showing up as a director and then becomes the director. It's like the person that's showing up that wants to be seen as the person who has struggle. So you have to create struggle for yourself in your life or you can't be seen as the person that overcomes struggle.
0: 100%. And
1: I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with creating the struggle because, man, I've created struggle in my life. And I know a lot of amazing people that create struggle in their lives and they go on and they they, they overcome it and sometimes they don't overcome it and, gosh, I hope I can overcome it when I create it. But what I'm saying is when you... Put it down like that, like you did, right? How do you know you're not creating it? True. And what I'm saying is there's another statement for you to say about what you want to be known for that might have nothing to do with struggle. That d- Does that mean that you didn't have struggle? Maybe you had struggle. But I'm saying find that other statement as well.
0: Yeah, BK barenko uh, huge passionate leader in my life. Uh, the ex CEO Vima crazy stuff. Look into episode eight. It's our most popular episode. What happened to him? And he said, he heard an old saying that CEOs are like tea bags. You don't know what, how they are until they're put in hot water, right? You don't know who they are until they're put in hot water. I want to be smiling in that hot water. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, I get it. So, or,
1: or maybe you won't ever have to be put in hot water. Because I'm, I'm staying, I'm on a floaty. It doesn't mean you won't have struggle, man. It oh, yeah. doesn't mean that you won't grow. Like we all grow by making mistakes, right? Yeah, and life's a struggle.
0: Yeah. Nature's violent. Nature's crazy. You know, it should be painful. There should be crazy stuff that I happens. I disagree with you, man. Well, I don't know. I look at an account like nature is metal on Instagram. I know like, sorry, if that's a little gruesome for people, but I mean, it talks about the brutality of nature. It exists. Nature, it exists.
1: And after everything, after whenever we have something break down, something better gets created. I'm not displacing that. I'm not debating it. Right. Um, I'm saying that we don't have to want it. I feel you. We don't have to pull it in. We don't need to want to have it to become it. Yeah, exactly. We need to flow with it
0: flow. That's my favorite. I love that word.
1: Let's dive back into the sole purpose conversation. Cool. Um, Okay. So you've answered these questions for me, Mm -hmm. using your answers to these questions about the characteristics of where you want the time machine to take you about what you want people to feel right. Mm -hmm. When you sprinkle the pixie dust on them and how really you want to feel after you've, sprinkle that pixie dust looking at the answer you gave me about what people are thanking you
0: for Right. Connected you connect people, right? Okay. So I am the person that shows up on a rainy day. Great. Write that down You know, I live in LA. I live in Venice, California Honestly, like going to a tropical beach doesn't make me feel I'm on vacation I feel like I'm on vacation when I'm I'm laughing with my homie sky talking about the podcast or when I'm with my friends like having a dinner like I really do feel like I'm, I my life is designed in a way right now where I do feel like I am sort of on a vacation. But ultimately, I want to build a brand where I'm only doing exactly what I love, twenty four seven. So I'm just in an ultimate s- state of stoke.
1: Cool. So I want to talk to you about what I call the Soul Purpose Tree. This is a metaphor that I've created, and I call it the Soul Purpose Tree. And um, I'm going to draw for you. And for anybody that's watching this, instead of just listening, just imagine a tree for those of you who are listening, imagine a tree with a lot of branches, right? Imagine a, imagine a tree, right? And the tree can have unlimited number of branches. And every branch of the tree represents a part of who you are. So let's say one branch represents, um, uh, what, what was the first one you gave me? I make people feel good. So maybe one branch is I make people feel good. Okay. Another branch is say another one of the versions you have.
0: I'm happy on a rainy day.
1: I'm happy on a rainy day. Um, another branch is, uh,
0: I show up the way I'm, I'm hundred percent authentic,
1: I'm hundred percent authentic. Another branch is, uh, I, I host a podcast, right? Another branch is I'm a man that lives in Venice. Another branch for you is I really value our ability to be happy even when we struggle yeah that, that's another branch yeah. right okay so you could have unlimited branches and they're all part of you and they're all part of what what creates who you are right mm-hmm. but your sole purpose we're going to find that where the trunk of the tree is where the roots of the tree is okay and and that's where we're going to find the sole purpose statement and because like a tree, you continue to grow. What we identify as your sole purpose statement at the trunk, one day it may become a branch, and you'll have then even a more stronger and expanded
0: sole purpose statement that
1: supports all of your
0: branches. And that's how these huge performers, like you know Jack Canfield or uh, anyone that's doing something in- incredible, Bob Proctor, people that when you see them, they're so on they're just so on point 24/7. Like if for the listeners listening, do you ever meet someone that you're like, "Oh my gosh, how is this person so good all the time?" Like always on the money. And it must be because their trunks, they're they're so deep ingrained in their sole purpose and their trees that they are that to every single degree that they don't ever have to try to be it.
1: Absolutely. That's where that's where true leadership comes from. That's where success comes from. Now, there are many people who feel that that have never been in this conversation with me. <laughs> Right. Right. You don't need to be in the conversation in order to have a true understanding of where your compass is, where your most inspired places. And so people go out through throughout their life and they feel like they're in flow and they're being and they're able to accomplish everything they want to accomplish because they feel it and they're not in this conversation. Then maybe one day they hit a wall. And when they hit the wall, they need to reach deep inside themselves and find out where their more expanded place is.
0: I mean, that goes deep into, you know, one, one day I, I want to get into the VC world and get, you know, maybe start hit some sort of big fund or something along those lines and invest in startups, but y- you need an investment philosophy. And I know you're an investor, so it almost seems like this applies to everything. You It'll, need to be so ingrained with your investment philosophy to know where you are. And that's how you make decisions.
1: Let's dive into where we think the trunk might be. Okay. And I'm going to take a minute and I'm going <laughs> to write a couple down myself for you and you take a minute. And you write a couple down as well, okay? And for those of you at home watching this and listening to this, I just want to remind you that the goal here is for you to just become really introspective about things that light you up inside, the things that you want for yourself and for other people in the world. That's where the pixie dust question comes from. Those things that um, really inspire you, like where do you want that time machine to take you? And... Not to hold back just answer the questions and see what comes out and then Use the answers to the questions kind of as a roadmap to help you identify how you're going to answer the question I am the blank that blanks
0: a couple things I wrote down is I am appreciative of my life and I show the appreciation So beautiful. I I show it, I it's don't just yeah. am you know cool. what I mean? Yeah um, I'm open to new challenges. Great. I am I step outside my comfort zone to always challenge what I think I know.
1: I see that in you. I see all these things in you. Yeah. I
0: am willing to learn even when I'm tired.
1: Yeah. Man, you're tired right
0: now. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. So this is one that I thought was really good, but I wrote it in two different ways. I am the person who acts childish in a grown-up manner. Cool. That must be fun. I am a child that acts like an adult. (laughs) I want to always be a kid. Cool. Kids, are the, kids have the most fun. And I feel like I still have that excitement when I look at a salamander when I was young. You know, like that, that kid looking for the turtle, like just stoked on life and nature. Like little fish just blow my mind. Cool. And I want to keep that to the day I die. And I want people to feel that when they hang out with me. And I want my podcast to be something completely other people. So it's so easy to get caught up in other people, right? In other people's flow. And like you look at someone that's crushing it. Uh, a couple of ones I look at, love Joe Rogan, love Tim Ferriss, love the MF CEO project, a lot of cool ones. But I want this podcast to be so authentic to me that yeah, I'm always trying to improve and trying to increase my vocabulary and learning and all that stuff. But I want it to be something unique, you know. there's something everyone else has their thing. You know, mm-hmm. we want to have our own thing. Yeah. I want to create a community around it. That's something that I'm very excited about doing Mm -hmm. creating a community of passionate people just like me that are willing to step in front of you and find their sole purpose and Mm -hmm. figure out this thing called life and get motivated to take action yeah right so i'm gonna throw out you also wrote one right down there what is that one there Uh, this uh it says
1: i am the jones of all joneses (laughs) cool man man that may be it if that's if that makes you i see how that lights you up inside right and it's not about the words it it's about how it makes you feel right maybe i mean so, it, so there there there's
0: something there and and there's actually more there than than meets the eye right i mean that's the goal of when i do, when i post on instagram story you know i'm like it's a damn good day to have a damn good day i'm hoping that when you guys are listening to that you're like hell yeah you know what it is a damn good day so how does
1: that feel i am the ocean whose waves bring unconditional love to everyone in the world.
0: I like how it what it is. Mm-hmm.
1: I just think it sounds cheesy. Great. I love that you said that, right? Because I asked you to debate me on here, right? Yeah, I mean. It's just, and I want it's you kinda to tell of corny. me where Yeah, I want yeah. you to tell me where it doesn't work because if you can tell me where it doesn't work, it, I don't care about the words. I care about what tr- what triggers us inside because if it triggers you inside, it's going to trigger can trigger you inside. It's gonna trigger our yeah you know, our listeners inside.
0: Right. Like the metaphor itself is epic. I okay. believe in that. I just feel like it's corny. Like
1: cool. That's this is the conversation I want us to have because you know that if you're feeling it, a lot of people feel it. And I'm not. I'm not saying this has to be the metaphor either. But I could pick any metaphor and it could feel cheesy to the person i'm speaking to why do you think it becomes corny and cheesy
0: i feel like i'm saying what people want to hear versus what i think is true okay
1: so one we don't want that right Right. but that's but 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 that's not what i'm hearing like you liked it it just feels cheesy so there's something there's a meaning inside of this you said what it means resonates with you it just sounds cheesy So I want to distinguish that. It's not, it's not about you saying what other people want to hear. First of all, I'm not saying you need to share this purpose statement with anybody. It's for yourself, but, but I want to break down why it sounds cheesy. So one reason I'm not, I'm not breaking this down to convince you of it because I don't care what we land on. I pick something specifically. To see how it triggers. To see what it triggers, because if we can't become aware of what the triggers are, then we don't know what's stopping us just on our day-to-day basis.
0: I guess the biggest word is just for me, it feels inauthentic. It feels like your label of what I want to be, though. It's your label, not mine.
1: Great. Then it shouldn't be what we use. Okay. okay so when something is cheesy, it's only cheesy because a lot of people in the world have used it. Does that make sense?
0: That does make sense.
1: So it's only cheesy because it doesn't feel unique. True. Okay. All right. So let's just say for one moment in an authentic way that everyone in the world had a version of I am the ocean that delivers unconditional love to everybody else. Let's just say for a moment, let's imagine for a moment there was a world Mm -hmm. where everybody authentically felt that way. What would that world look like to
0: you? Probably be like that. the movie Avatar when it first came out. Everything's so bright and beautiful and everything looks sweet. We have dragons that we fly on. and it, it's it, like a
1: It would be really cool, right?
0: It's like the movie How and, to Train Your Dragon.
1: And everybody would feel pretty stoked, wouldn't they?
0: Everyone. Everyone working together, the whole stoked, longhouse lifestyle. Inspired.
1: And you want people to feel stoked and inspired.
0: Yeah. I want right. people to feel a part of a community because yeah. that's what makes me so happy.
1: Yeah. So... So we've acknowledged that if everybody feels this way, if everybody feels like they can be the one that delivers unconditional love, we'd have a really awesome world. It's not, we don't live in a world today where people feel like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've acknowledged that if everybody did feel like that, even though it would feel cheesy because everybody felt like that, if everybody actually had the ability to want that and feel like that, that'd be a pretty good world, right? What makes it uncomfortable for you is that it doesn't feel unique. It feels generic. Yeah. Right. So I want to, this is where, this is good conversation. This is, this is the meat of this conversation, man, because I know, I know that our friends watching and listening right now, Yeah, you're not the only one that feels this way. When you say that sentence to yourself or a version of it about being connected for a moment, don't think of it as cliche. Just go into that place because when you first said it, it lit you up. I saw it in your eyes. And you, you weren't faking it. It lit you up. It's, it's your ego. It's that other part of you that's overthinking it. That's telling you that it feels cliche.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I feel, I feel like that's what I embody. I mean, that is cool. a very, so you can feel it right now. You're there yeah, right now. I'm, I'm there.
1: Do you know that from this place, from this feeling, you can create uniqueness that nobody else in the world can create? From this place, this is where authenticity comes from. This is where individuality comes from. There is only one Ian. There is only one person in the world that when they speak, speaks like you speak. When they think and they take that thought and they use their vocal cords to express it, does so in the way you do. And when you feel fully inspired and expanded inside and in your creativity... You have full access. You have full access to actually create using what Aristotle called first principle thinking, creating from the unknown, creating from what doesn't already exist. You don't access that place from being contracted. You access that place from feeling the way you feel right now in this moment. So the silly paradox that our brains put us in is that when we say something, but we think it doesn't feel unique to us, but it lights us up inside, we bucket it, when in fact it might be the Thank very thing to that creates that Party expansion two. inside of our body if you that allows leave us, us a to discover and, and create to stay up to date and do on what only you remember, can do in this world. Hope
0: is not That's a strategy no, Keep It makes making total moves. sense. I mean, I think that time, a lot of times we, we are living someone else's life totally. We're not living on our own.
1: We're not living our own because we're scared of it.
0: We're scared of leaving the right. conformity. I mean, we're scared of wearing the clothes we want to wear because of what people will think. Right. We're, we're scared of starting a business because of what people will think. Right. But we're scared it seems of like
1: saying. We're scared of saying a sole purpose statement because, because of, of what, what people, people will think. think. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. It
0: seems like the ability to find your sole purpose actually increases your individuality. Exactly.
1: It increases your individuality, and I told you where does that sole purpose on the tree exist? It That's, exists at the roots. Yeah. And what happens when you're at, you know, uh, I was with my son and my family in Utah recently, and we saw a forest of aspen trees. You know what's unique about aspen trees? On their roots, they're all connected. They're considered one organism. Yeah. Right? That's where
0: aspirin comes from. (laughs) Also. Really? Yeah. Aspen trees produce aspirin. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: But but you want to connect people. The roots is where we're all connected. So the more we say something, we might feel like that, that sounds cliche to us. But when we get to that feeling, it means that you and I are connected at that place. Mm. And the more connected we are at that place, the deeper we go, the more connected we are, the more at the roots we are, the more we can actually become individuated and unique
0: yeah so i mean finding your individuality is going to be a huge key to becoming ha- becoming happy so when you're doing this sole purpose exercise and people feel that connectedness you'll sit down with someone they'll do this exercise and you'll just walk them through this and they'll find that soul purpose and then do you have any examples of, of you doing this with someone that like i don't know went on to like something that you just to this day you just blows your mind i've had the
1: pleasure of working with really amazing, generous, and, and successful people in the world. And they, they, they're already amazing and generous and successful, you know, and, and, um, before I've worked with them, right? So you must see this
0: uncomfortable feeling that you're getting more comfortable all the time. You're so familiar with it. Yeah. Like...
1: I know what creates uncomfortability, so I bring things up in the discussion to get people there. There's parts of this discussion we haven't talked about, like there's no time to talk about, but there's a whole story around not being a metaphor that's big, or about not wanting to. You know, a big question I get pushback on is, um, yeah, that is exactly who I am, but not for the entire world. Yeah, you know, just for my organization
0: and my family. Well, you feel empowered too when you actually are uncomfortable in front of people, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, this is who I am, homies. You get what you get, you know.
1: No blinders here. And and again, the soul purpose doesn't have to be communicated
0: to the world. That's for you to know. So the, when you can recollect on your soul purpose and you figure it out, it will let you up every time, regardless of what anyone says or anything does. It's your it's, it's your thing. It's your words and
1: gateway to your core yeah and it's always expanding so whatever you land on today
0: a year from now you might find a different set of words and you'll find it easier to be authentic easier to be yourself easier to have impact easier to change lives because you know your sole purpose as always dude you're one in a million like amazing you just who you are as a person it's very impactful i know how much lives you've changed i mean anyone that it's just been powerful it's been fun and I really look forward to staying connected with you for multiple years out. Yeah, you know, this too. is just the beginning. I'm yeah. excited about what what goes down because I can see you run expanding your operation like you do. You got the CEO, but you got the the CEO lifestyle and mindset to expand and grow this thing. And you know, just like you said, you're finding your sole purpose. Yeah. And the best way to find it is to teach, right? That's right. That's why I like podcasting. The best way to learn is by learning, right? Yeah. You know, just constantly putting it out there. Yeah. I'm a constant student, right? Like I get to be, I get to be a teacher and a student and learn from everybody. So how can people find you if they want to find more about their sole purpose and connect with you?
1: You know, I think that the best way is to find me on Instagram, which is David Samuel Strauss and reason com is my uh,
0: business website. Awesome. Yeah. Well, check that out, everybody. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate you. Hey man, I appreciate you. Thank and you. And This has been a fun episode. So with that said, it's been a lot of fun, it's
1: fun, fun, fun meeting all of you. <laughs> good we'll, team i haven't met yet yeah, all right cool. guys take all right, care, take care.